welcome to the Biggest Baby Podcast. If you've seen our vlogs, this is just going to be more of the same as we explore and discuss everything Las Vegas. Hello, welcome back to the Biggest Baby Podcast. And um, I actually thought I was just about to sneeze <laughs> as I started speaking there. So I was talking like, you know, when you try to hide a sneeze when you try mm. to talk. But uh, I think I think I styled it out well. I don't think anyone noticed, but then I've just obviously told everybody. So yeah, there you go. I think if you're going to try to style something out, you should maybe not confess at the same time. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that should necessarily form part of the styling and out process. <laughs> you know, when you're just about to talk, there's still a little tickle there in my right nostril, so I'm going to apologise now in case there is sneezage at some point. Well, you do podcast. have a kind of a mute button. Oh, do I? I've never, I've never come across that yet. <laughs> so you, if you're going to sneeze, you can just mute yourself and then obviously tell everybody that you've sneezed because that's what you do. Okay. Trying to hide something. Everybody listening now is going, yeah, I wish she'd found the mute button earlier <laughs> than this. Well, I, I can't see a mute button anyway. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hope that the sneeze doesn't come. Okay. There's no way that this sneeze isn't isn't gonna come, is there? <laughs> oh, I have said I've got mute right. I'm mm. prepared. I'm okay. I mean I, I can mute you too, you know, so um you know. I you cannot get, believe you haven't used that yet. Well, you know, it's it's. I think it speaks extremely well of my, um, of my power of resistance. I'm just so glad that that's only on the podcast and not in real life. Yeah, I'm, I am working on something for real life. <laughs> I'm kind of like optimistic that we'll have some kind of a breakthrough at some point. I tell you what, the batteries would run out on that very frequently, wouldn't they? You yes, have, to have a constant would. state of batteries around. Well, no, because I think I would like put you on to mute and then I wouldn't put you off it. So, you know, I wouldn't be wasting them at all. You would, but then you would miss my insight and, you know, my, my contributions that mm. enrich your life. Well, I'm still searching for your insight, so uh, I can't necessarily miss it before I found it, can I? Mm. You'd miss me far too much and you know it. Hey, you were saying some you. nice things at the end of last week, so you can't take them back now. No, but I can I can make up for them by being extra horrible to you this week. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> Which, of course, I wouldn't do because, as we've established, I'm always, mm-hmm. always on your side and, and only have your best interests at heart. Well, speaking of which... I was so gutted last week about that Vegas sound. Mm. Oh, I was gutted. Well, I was too. Michael I was had gutted. my life about I, it. I was initially gutted when you said the right answer. I was devastated. Um, but then you talked yourself out of it. And I it know, and I do this all the time. I was, oh, I was gutted. It like it, it pained me when we finished recording the podcast. I had about two hours of just feeling really pained, like really annoyed that I didn't just go with my gut instinct and stick to it and say what it was. Mm. I was gutted that I'd kind of tried to reason, and then and then I almost tried to second guess, thinking, well, what would he? What would he play? He wouldn't play anything too easy, and then I just I got myself in such a tangle that I ended up getting it wrong, and it was all my own fault, and I was good. So what you're saying here essentially is that if you trusted me, if you didn't have this suspicion of my intent towards you know you and your best interests, you would have got that right. You were you were hamstrung by by your 
by your poor perception of me? I wouldn't say hamstrung. I would say I was... Um, I, I used my previous knowledge of your activities. <laughs> I used my experience and knowledge of living with you to know that it was well, something probably to be not. suspicious about. Obviously not, eh? <laughs> anyway, speaking of the sound, hit me with it. Oh, you actually want another one, do you? Right. Uh-huh. Now, this one is five seconds long, so there's no I'll, excuses. No, I'm liking that to start. I have, I have expectations on you this week. I don't normally because, you know... With your record, who would have any expectations on you? But this week, I've got expectations on you. Right, come on then. Okay. Ooh. So it's long. You've got to say it's long. You can't have any complaints about the kind of length that it is this this okay, week. Okay, yeah? play it another couple of times. And again. Oh, God. Nothing's really springing to mind. Nothing's with the gut instinct. Mm. I the, the little, there's like three little clicks at the start. There which is. Made me, made me think it was gearing up to something, you know, like pinball or something, you know, as if mm. it's like pulling it back. The clicks are are relevant. Mm-hmm. I thought like it's like click 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 like a pinball, and then it's releasing something. Mm. But then I thought, what has been? I don't know what has been released, and I don't know where it's been released to. So you've got a very strong handle on it then already. <laughs> no, <laughs> play it one more time. Oh, it's the end of it, you know, like the like the brrr, that bit. I feel like I know that bit. Mm. Right, no, I, it's nothing's coming to me now, so I'm going to have to just sit that's, on it. That's disappointing. You, you usually at least offer a wrong answer for me to enjoy at this stage. <laughs> well, I'm saying the click, click, click sounds like pinball, but the launch isn't pinball. That's mm. not pinball at all. It sounds like a... <sighs> You see, I like, might be doing you a favour here by forcing you to commit. I might actually be, you know. Do you think? Yeah. It sounds like a, like a, could it be like a lightning link or something like that? With, when it kind of launches into the bonus? Mm. Or a locket link? I don't know. I do mm. I don't know. <laughs> All right. It's not, it's <laughs> not okay. fair. I, well, I, you ask for longer clips and there's, you know, a, a few clues in there. You know, I, I feel like I've done click, my part. Click, click. Try to think what goes click, click, click. Mm. <sighs> you know, I wanted to do this back so that he had to guess some sounds and he wouldn't. Because he likes having the upper hand and he likes me being the clueless one yeah, but, sat here. But can I also ask, do you know how to extract the sounds from videos? Oh, I'm sure I can Google it. Oh, uh, right, okay. Because, you know, <laughs> normally when you when you attempt to do these very simple tasks, your your laptop catches fire and Excuse stuff. Excuse me, I'm the one who edits the vlogs. Yeah, but that, that's that's on a phone. That's not on a laptop. <laughs> anyway. You can work phones. I, I do feel like I know that sound, but I can't place it at the minute. You I'm going to definitely just... 100% know the sound. 
I don't know if that makes things better for you or worse. Uh, you know what it is? It's going to be something like off Little Shop of Horrors, and then you're going to be like, see, I did it for my favourite thing, and you still didn't get it. Uh, can I just say, it sounds like you're allowing your suspicions of me to, <laughs> to run rampant again. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Hmm. Right. Okay, well, I'm going to have a think. Oh, God. Well, we'll all look forward to um, to your answer later. Right, well, you can kick off with news this week. Okay, news. Um, Awakening. Uh, yeah. Have you heard about this one? I have. Um, so the show, which is at the win, isn't it? Um, yes. Has basically been, it's not been uh, uh, cancelled, it's been delayed, it's been, you know, taken down temporarily for an extended rehearsal period, which doesn't maybe speak well of, you know, the product that they created initially. It sounds like an excuse, though, doesn't it? Well, it's one of these where you wonder whether it'll ever come back. Well, nothing open... You're not telling me that something on that scale, right, in that hotel, on that budget, Mm. in Vegas, opens up without enough rehearsal time. That is not a... We're not rehearsed enough, because... Um, the feedback that I was certainly getting was that um, that you know when it was running was that it was actually a really really good show. It was a decent show, but actually the audiences were just very very low, and there was queries about is the pricing right? Um, have they pitched it right? Have they marketed it right? But that the actual um, show itself was you know very mm. talented people in it, and it just seems to me like something hasn't worked with it and. It's not due to lack of rehearsal. It's maybe due more to just something within the show that isn't clicking, you know, mm. like the brand or or whatever else. It's not capturing the imagination of the audiences and bringing them in. But mm. yeah, and because ex- I think extended rehearsal makes it sound like, oh yeah, we're not very good. We need to practice well, a bit more. But I, it's not that. It's well, I not thought that. this. It seems to be. It seems to me like I mean, this, this show opened um, the first week of November, so it hasn't been open. You know, it, well, it, it's not a kind of. It's just been put on, and it's been taken yeah. off straight down immediately. It's um, it, it has kind of been up there for uh, uh, like while, and it sounds like again, this is just my suspicion of it. It sounds like the win have probably overpriced it, um, and there's so much competition, isn't there? In Vegas? Yeah. So, and even more so at that end of the a, a, a kind of strip now with Resorts World putting on a whole host of kind of big-name concerts and acts. Um, uh, The Venetian have some, you know, usually have some really good uh, kind of shows on. So I think that there's a lot of competition on its doorstep. And I think that the wind probably, as the wind does, overpriced itself. Um, The crowds haven't, like, turned up. and, 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 And rather than admitting that, they've made it sound like it's the performer's fault, which I don't think is probably fair. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely just it's it's just something they said. It, it, I don't think it's that at all. I think they mm. need to go off and kind of relook at the whole package of the show and and like say the branding of it and how it's marketed and and the um, the price and strategy and they kind of need to look at it all, don't they? But it's just such a shame because I mean we've seen a couple of Cirque shows. We, we've seen the talent and the kind of I mean these people are unbelievably talented and I, I, skilled. I, I'm not convinced that I'm even the, the same species as them. 
Yeah, I mean, it, really you know, the things they can do with their bodies and is unreal. Um, so it's never going to be about lack of talent or yeah. lack of rehearsal. It's always going to be something else, there's something not clicking. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a shame. I, but I tell you what, I'm always amazed, right? By I know Vegas is huge. I know they have thousands of rooms, hotel rooms, and I know, you know, it gets rammed and there's busy everywhere. But I'm still amazed by how the shows fill out every <laughs> night across the strip. I, I'm all, I, I just don't know where the people come from. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's that many shows, and you think, oh, yeah, well, some would be, bit, you know, more popular than others. And, of course, they are. Like, you know, you can't get a ticket for Adele. By the way, I didn't get my Adele tickets. I'm on the wait list. Boo. But anyway, like, you know, and then there's ones that are like that, and then there's ones that have been there a lot longer, and they're not as popular and whatever else. But whenever you see them, they always just all seem to be packed. Mm. And you, you just think, where do these people come from? They come from, you know, all over the place. But, um, but yeah, I do think it's it's a tough market, isn't it? You know, it's a very well, tough market. Well, it is. But I think that the win, I think that maybe there is a belief. It's, it's one that I kind of share a little bit in, in terms of that the win is maybe a little bit too far up its own backside sometimes. Mm. And and sometimes it feels like they think that saying it's just the win is enough to kind of justify these kind of, um, kind of you know, uh, a premium price points that, that they do on everything. It's interesting, though, because it, you just wonder, don't you? Because there's something that's stopping people buying tickets. Now, would it be that... Um, I mean, is has word of mouth been that that bad about it? You know, for I don't people think not so. to buy tickets. Because to me, when a show opens like that, people buy tickets regardless. They, they mm. expect a certain standard and say, oh, we're going to buy tickets. But for some reason, people haven't been. So that makes me think it's more the ticket price. It's got to be real. Rather than the show itself. Because people yeah. have, enough people since November haven't seen it to then bad mouth it for enough mm. people to cancel buying tickets, if you know what I mean. Or. Or, or maybe just not enough people have shouted about it. I don't know, but it seems to be there's a barrier, there's a blocker there for people mm. buying tickets in the first place because of every other show that have been there for, you know, donkey's years are still getting full and still getting enough people through the doors. There's a there's a, a, an immediate blocker there, and mm. it must be price. But, but again, I think that this comes back to, you know, why are there shows in Vegas? And it's purely to pull people in to spend at the, the casino and the kind of restaurants. Yeah. So it's it's almost like you're gonna get their money if you bring them in, but if you if the price to bring them in is that kind of high anyway that it, put, that it puts people off, yeah. you're gonna miss out on two fronts. I mean, it, it doesn't look good either, does it? When there's empty, when there's like you know, mm. there was somebody put on Twitter not long ago where there was like a Saturday night, and you know, uh, there's only about a quarter fall on a Saturday night, and you you, you immediately used look at that thing. Oh, I don't fancy that, don't you? You know what I mean? It's like you, the knock-on effect of you. You think, well, I don't want to be one of them sat in that audience when there's nobody around us or anything. So there is like a proper knock-on effect of that as well. Yeah, but it's it, it, it is interesting. I mean, those 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 kind of shows. It seems like they've been. Do you feel like the Cirque era is starting to come to end? Because it feels to me like there's there's been a bigger effort recently to bring headliners back to Vegas. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I've never been a... It sounds awful to say, but I've never been a Cirque du Soleil fan. I've never... It's just not my type of entertainment. Like, you know, I would much rather go and see, like... 
um, you know, a, a musician, certainly my favourite artist, I would much rather go and see like a musical. Like, mm. you know, I absolutely love going to see actual kind of theatre shows, musical shows. Um, and, you know, I like comedy and, and stuff as well. I'm less interested in kind of performances, like, you know, like, acrobatics and dance and I'm less interested in that just as a genre generally for me mm. um and the first time we went to the circus was you know somebody bought us tickets so we went and actually it was mesmerizing it was quite quite mesmerizing but it was so mesmerizing that I fell asleep <laughs> but that I can't help that it's just because it, it was it was all we went to see and the drip drip of the water and we just had a huge meal and about six glasses of wine, different wines matched with the different meals. And just that they combined together to make me, and the, the drip drip and the, the music and the movement of people and all the water, and I just was gone. <laughs> and I missed most of that show by being asleep. But then we went to see um, Love by the Beatles at the circuit. Now, I was so excited for that because I'm a big Beatles fan. And I went thinking I'm going to absolutely love this. And I did. I came out and I loved it. But again, it had that kind of, mesmerizing thing about it like it's like time stops I don't know you get taken to like another little world and I remember feeling quite sleepy within love as well even though I love <laughs> all the music and it was there was some bits that are really upbeat and that you know they're on skateboards and they're flying around I still felt when I came out of that I felt really sleepy as well there's something about it that kind of just takes you to another little world but I think, I, I don't know, I think there's always a market for the Cirque. I mean, it wouldn't be as big as it is, but I just maybe think, do we need that many similar shows in the same strip? I don't know mm. whether that, it's more the competition, I think. But I mean, the thing is, say if you're up in that area of the strip, you know, you mentioned that you would rather go and see music or uh, musicals, right? Yeah. So you could, you could go and see um, Six at, at the Venetian, Mm-hmm. Or you could go and see Luke Bryan or uh, Katy Perry or whoever yeah. else they have on a um, Resorts World. Um, so I think it's almost the win used to be the only thing that was really up there. Yeah. And now if you're up there, you, you've got a lot of choice. And now I think that you need to be a specific fan of that kind of thing. Yeah. To actually go and see a kind of like Cirque show. Yeah, no, no, you're right, mm. definitely. And uh, if uh, you should go and see Six, by the way, anybody who's listening, I've seen it and it's brilliant. <laughs> in the Venetian, just letting you know. Well, you haven't seen it there. I haven't seen it in the Venetian. I've seen it in the UK, but it's fab. Mm. It's all right, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's not a traditional musical. It's uh, it's more like a pop concert mm. for Henry VIII's wives, but it's fab. <laughs> anyway, what, what news have you got? Um... It was just something that kind of combined two of my greatest loves. Put it that way. See, I'm being nice to you now. I've I've got to be honest with you. You started talking there and you said said that, and I thought there's no way that I'm on that list. So I kind of... (laughs) Two of my greatest loves. I thought I I might be around five or six, maybe seven, if I'm lucky. Are you thinking the dog and chocolate? Yeah, plus plus whole host of, of like other things. I, I'm astounded that I'm on number two on that list, but okay. With two of my greatest loves, one is Vegas and the other is Michael. And um, I don't know if you saw this month, but basically um, April is Autism Awareness Month. So the Las Vegas sign has been changed to have all blue light bulbs around it for the month. I think it's for the month. I don't know if it was a PR thing for a a week or a weekend or something, but I'm pretty sure they said it was for um, Autism Awareness Month. And they were changing the um, 
the the bulb the bulbs because I think the auto you know how um, different kind of um, uh, campaigns have different colours and whatever else. So autism's blue. Um, so they're changing that round. So just if you notice any difference with photos or anything that's coming from this the strip, or if you have the um, if you ever watch the camera of the air, uh, the sign that people do sometimes, you'll see that it's blue this time. And I'm, I'm not sure if people know this or not. People might know this. People might not know this. But Michael is autistic. Um, certainly Michael didn't know it until he met me. <laughs> and I made it very plainly I, aware. I, that... I found once I met you that I had a whole host of mental illnesses. <laughs> and I'm sure that the the timing there is purely coincidental. <laughs> but yes. Uh, one of the first things that I made him do was take loads of these autism tests online. I was like, you surely you know you're autistic. And he was like, what do you mean? Well, yeah, no one's ever is, said that to me before in my life. Yeah, but the thing is, when, when I was a kid, it was autism wasn't a thing. Nobody was even looking for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now, you know, everybody is aware of it and everybody knows what it is, but... You know, you were just seen as a little bit eccentric and a little bit strange when you were at school. But you know, I was like that anyway. You know, it's like so. It's yeah, nobody, nobody ever really knew. But, but you know, my parents didn't notice because you know they they weren't looking for it. But um, yeah, but when I told you <laughs> you were autistic and you mentioned it, your mum, your mum was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't she. Yeah, she was. It was like this proper little like light bulb moment in her head, saying, you know. How could I be so stupid as to miss that all my life? But yeah, um... so things like when we're asked about, you know, trying loads of different slot machines and, you know, and and doing lots of different things. I'm not saying, I mean, Michael, you know, he is up for them. He's not up for them, but it's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? I would say it's just a little bit more of a challenge for you because you, Uh... he doesn't, he likes things, he likes to know where things are and what he's doing and, um, and you know, and he likes to know how things run and how they work, and them the familiar kind of thing, aren't they? Yeah, I don't like I, I don't like to kind of wing something, or you know, I'm, I, I don't handle change all that well. Yeah. Um, but but it's, it's funny, you know, the autism thing, and, and just to go back, I think that a lot of the reason why um, it wasn't picked up with me was because I also had a really bad stutter when I was a child. So it's almost like people. Were, quite focused on that you know yeah so they weren't really looking for like anything else and and anything that I did was that was a bit unusual was just put down to the kind of struggles of 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 my kind of speech like issues and and like everything which which I still have now and everything but um you know the the autism thing I, I you know you said something which surprised me before so I'm going to return it here okay okay um I think um and I think that if there's anybody listening to this um, who kind of knows someone close to them who is autistic will know what I'm actually meaning here. I think it's actually a, autism is a lot harder for people to deal with who live with someone who is autistic than it is for the autistic person themselves. Because for me, I just do what I do. I'm, I'm kind of comfortable with the way that my kind of head works. And it's just, it's the only thing that I've ever known. Whereas I think that for you, there was a lot of kind of getting used to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, at the start, I was, you know, I was walking into, into kind of, um, oh, you know, put my foot in it left, right and centre, wasn't I? <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is why Michael calls me a hippie sometimes. If I just do the slim, change the slightest thing, he, he's like... 
um, you know, the slightest little thing, like a change of a plate or a fork or something. And it's like, he thinks, he's like, oh, are you, where's, where's like, your, you know, your rationale? Like, you're a hippie and I'm like, I'm just using a different plate. No, but you like, haven't I'm... just used a different plate. You've changed the whole aesthetic of mealtime. <laughs> This is what you don't understand. Or like, I'll if I'll go to the shop or something. I'll come back and I'm like, oh, I thought we'd just have that for tea tonight. And he's like, we don't have that tea on a Monday. We no. have this tea on a Monday. And no. it's like, so there is a, there's a lot of adapting to it. But you know, it's hey, if you love the person, you love everything about the person, <laughs> don't you? So you just learn, you just learn to adapt and whatever yeah. else. But anyway, we have gone off topic. But I mean, you know, I do love Michael the bits, and I do love Vegas, and Vegas the light has gone. Blue for it for April for autism awareness. So there you go. That's a bit of mm, news. Absolutely. Well, I was already aware of autism, but not <laughs> until I met you. But I am now. You know, you were aware of it. You just thought there was not something other people had. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I can't. And, and, I, and I thought that for quite a while after I met you as well. I thought you were just being wrong. You know, you know how you are with like Vegas sounds every week. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was just that you were just wrong, you know, because right. you know, because again, you you being wrong is is uh, about everything is is a kind of I would describe it as a as a cornerstone of my environment. You know, I was just being saying lovely things about you, and you can't let it go. So you know, I, that's just what I thought, but no, it's it's all anyway. Good. More news. More news. Uh, do I have more news? Um. Yeah. Well, I have something. If you, if yeah, you don't go for go. it. Okay, so the next bit of news is actually something that we touched on with Matt uh, Bridger when he was on here a few weeks ago, um, which is basically about um, a change that's come to Vegas since the COVID pandemic. Now, we were asked about, you know, what changes have you noticed, what's different? And we kind of said, actually, Vegas is back to normal, apart from two key, key areas. Um, one of them was the Costins. We felt like the price of everything while you're in Vegas has gone up um, so that, you know, you your food and your drink and everything just a little bit more than it was before. And there's also these little extra surcharges that they put on here and there. And the other main area we felt like it did change was um, basically on the service side. So we felt like um, certainly staffing levels weren't as they were pre-pandemic. So things like um, getting your room uh, cleaned, um, often now it just was standard before. It was every day. You didn't even have to think about it. Often now you have to ask for it or it's kind of every other day or... Um, and also things like, you know, in um, on the casino floor with waitresses, maybe they've been less around. Basically anything that affects kind of the service um, industry within Vegas. And there's a report come out this week that's basically confirmed uh, what we what we said, um, saying that it's a growing problem, basically, and it could impact Las Vegas trips and tourists um, going in. So they're basically saying that um, because most of the service staff in Vegas were not looked after in the COVID pandemic. Like they didn't have, you know, um, the relevant insurance. They didn't have kind of any um, rights um, with the, the the companies that they worked for. So basically once they shut, once they were shutting the casinos and the bars and the buffets and everything, they basically just said to the staff, right, we don't need you anymore. And these staff, staff were left. They were left kind of, you know, without any, help or support or any income um, and then had to look elsewhere to get the jobs, to get money, to get them through. Um, and basically, understandably, a lot of them have now not returned um, because, you know, who's to say that it's not going to happen again? Um, obviously, fingers crossed, touch wood, that it doesn't. But 
that similar situation is not going to crop up again where, you know, they're just kind of left um, abandoned. But it's it's being recognised that it is basically a situation that does need to be looked at. What I thought was quite interesting is um, this report that I, that I read basically said that um, a lot of the main casino and resort owners, so I think they were speaking to somebody who owns um, a couple of them downtowns, Four Queens and Binions, and basically they said... Um, they told the reporter that these casinos were hiring for every department imaginable. <laughs> so it's it shows that it's not just, you know, one area of the casinos or it's 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 full um, you know, the whole the whole kind of um mm. Um, you know, plan that they need them for. But basically they said our workforce retired. <laughs> That's what they said, <laughs> that people just either retired and now they, they're not coming back because it's too risky for them. Um, and um, they, But they have said that there is some discussions in place um, with the unions, Nevada Union, and what they've basically said is they're going to increase wages. With, you know, and they've said it in much different terminology, more legal Which, of course, then the, the, that, those costs will come back onto the tourists, obviously. Yeah. Like the kind of uh, visitors, you know, because they aren't going to absorb those costs themselves. It's going to be, you know, their kind of shareholders are going to be the ones who get paid first, and then we're going to have to kind of pay for it, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they said we expect labour cost inflation um, through this new union contract. But mm. what they have said is, um, to put it plainly, they've said the casinos are doing well, so our employees should do well. So I think, yeah. obviously, they're trying to do something about it. They're trying to bring them back and lure them back with kind of good wages. I, um, think, I think that from my point of view here, I think that there are two kind of main issues. And there's one, I think that I think it's quite clear Um that the the resorts and, and stuff took their staff for a granted, you know, to, Absolutely, a quite, yeah. to a quite unkind degree, you know. I, th- I think it was just a case of, you know, you should just be happy that you've got a job and we can treat you how we want. And you can live off tips and, you know, don't even have to pay you much. You, 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 you just come in and get tips and you can deal with it kind of that way. And then obviously when everything stopped they were the first kind of they were the first cost which went um and 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 it was just a case of it's a number on a spreadsheet it wasn't a person that they were getting rid of that's how they kind of thought about it so i think i think it it can only be a good thing that these people are starting to be treated better you know and i think yeah. so it's only a good thing that their value is starting to be recognized now um, absolutely but i would also say that with um, COVID, it was. I think it was a bit of a watershed moment that kind of changed the way that we all lived our life. Um, and, and and I think that obviously the first thing it did, it, it kind of shrank the world, didn't it? Because we all yeah. we were all kind of locked in a, in a, in a house, really, um, for the kind of most part, anyway. Certainly here for a bit. But then what it's done, it's completely expanded the world, in the sense that now you know. I'll say before, when you lived in Vegas, you only had options to kind of work in the tourism industry. Um, they were kind of, you know, the main uh, like jobs sector. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, the world is geared up to be working remotely. And, yeah. you know, you can get any job you want in the world now. You know, and, you know, I mean, I just kind of like look at you, you know, in terms of, 
before COVID, you used to work in an office. Mm-hmm. And since COVID, you haven't. You haven't been to an office. You've worked from home. And, and now I'm, I'm thinking that you can't even conceive of you know having to go into an office and having to kind of do it all that way. So why would anybody else want to do it? You know, if they can work from home and be more valued, why wouldn't they? Yeah, definitely. The other thing that came in the report is um, this lady. It's Vicky Gasker. That's who it is. She's um, she works for TLC Enterprises, Assistant Human Resources Director. She is. She said um, about the staff. Um, they decided they weren't going to deal with people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, now, I think we all reached that point during COVID, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> and so, uh, but I think she's talking about you personally, Michael. You know, I mean, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that effect. Yeah. I do have that effect, yeah. But, yeah, they weren't going to deal with people anymore. And, I mean, to be fair, you know, I mean, yeah, there's some amazing people who go to Vegas and there's some not-so-amazing <laughs> people that go to Vegas. But, yeah, there's, I, I, I get I get what she means, put it that way. Yeah. People can be difficult to deal with, can't they? I, I think as well, though, I, I think that there's, there, there probably needs to be a degree of understanding from us here, you know? Um, just because... You know, we all go to Vegas and expect a certain level of service, don't we? It's just, it's just what we're kind of used to. Yeah. We all get a little bit miffed if we're kind of like sat uh, uh, playing a game and we're not, we're not getting served a drink. Or, you know, if we've kind of, if, if, if our room hasn't been cleaned on a, um, and, you know, we have to kind of phone and kind of ask them to. We, we, we all get a little bit miffed by that. And it's very easy to fall into the kind of trap to say, well, this is a disgrace and we should be treated better and, and all of this. But, you know, it sounds like they've got a very real issues with the kind of staffing levels. And, you know, it, it, there are going to be kind of knock-on effects of that, aren't there? So, you know, yeah, I think maybe maybe we do have to adjust our expectations a little bit, you know? Yeah, certainly. In the, well, I say in the kind of short term, it's been it's been, you know what, two years now almost yeah. um i mean i say that as somebody who's not sat at a in a casino right now not getting a drink <laughs> yes. oh, <laughs> you're there. yeah once i'm sat in a casino <clears throat> and i've been sat there for an hour pumping money into a machine and winning nothing and i still haven't got a, a pina colada in my hand my patience might not be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, might, you, you might you might find it tough to reach for understanding at that yes moment. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not i'm not like that i'm just i'm just joking but um <laughs> But yeah, it's just something to think about. It's something to, yeah. to have in mind, isn't it? Rather than kind of thinking, bloody hell, this is, you know, this is crap or, you know, yeah. I'm not happy about this or whatever. It's just kind of like, say, you actually, yeah, it's it's just a, another consequence of the pandemic. And, you know, that they are doing something about it, I think, is yeah. the most important thing to, to take from that, yeah. really. I mean, I, I, think, I think ultimately it's about, you know, you, you're kind of choosing to accept reality over, you know, over the, the the perception that you would choose to have, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of want to think, but it should be like this and it should be like that. But, you know, that's almost, you know, it's almost trying to kind of play the hand that you want rather than playing the hand that you've got. Yeah. And the hand that we've got is it's, it's, it's obviously becoming quite, you know, very hard for these kind of hotels and stuff to to maintain the the service levels that they were able to do before, yeah. And we just have to to accept that and be understanding of it as much as we can, really. I think because because uh, uh, like you said, I don't think it's going to change in the short term. You know, hopefully in the kind of mid and like long long term it will, but yeah, who knows? You know, 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, any more news from you? Just one. Um, the MSG Sphere. Um, obviously, we've all kind of watched it being built, and um, it's now looking like it's largely finished from the outside. At least, have been doing video tests on the kind of the outside of it and all sorts. But you uh, two are going to open it in September. We know that, but we, really, no that was a, that was a secret, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> very well guarded, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but then, of course, no one's really known what was going to happen with it beyond that. Um, but now we do. They're doing a postcard from Planet Earth show. Right. Um, which is down as a MSG Sphere experience. And there's going to be kind of several of these um, shows a day. Um, I think the tickets start at about $49, I think I read. And it's probably going to be a very immersive experience that uh, that kind of showcases the wonder of Planet Earth and, and nature. Oh, it sounds very David Attenborough-ish. It does, doesn't it? It does. I'm not sure that's necessarily my kind of thing. I know, but look at the, the anybody who's been to um, the ride in Disney World, in, in um, what's it called, the Avatar, Flight of Passage, yeah. where you kind of get, you're on, you're on like a little, it's as if you're riding on the back of one of the, creatures i don't know what they are and um it takes you through like you're like immersed you're immersed in the kind of you know the wonders of of the world really um something like that would be cool mm. you know like really immersive where it's kind of like you feel the sounds and you feel the um you, there's like you, you get sprayed with water and the air comes well, at you and the heat the, and the cold and they're gonna find that hard because it's going to be like a ten thousand people Oh. <laughs> inside to it so you know i think it'll more be more like a kind of planetarium but with nature instead that's that's what it's going to be like in my head right now if it was an actual planetarium that would attract me more i think but you know we'll, we'll I, I guess it's one of these things that we'll just have to wait and see um who vlogs it first so i can make up a mind whether or not i want to do it that's yeah. kind of how these things work usually. It is going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see it all finished and, and complete, and it will be interesting to see how it's going to be used mm. um, because, you know, it, there isn't anything really like it. Mm. Um, so it's not like it's, you know, it's, it's not like it's the T-Mobile arena where you kind of know what you're getting with that and you know mm. what it is and you know what comes there and it's it's kind of just a, a, a basic site and then the, tourist, the tourism... Um, comes in for the various events and things like that. But with this, it sounds like there's going to be something that's going to be kind of um, almost a residency. Like there's going to be kind of things that are static there all the mm. time. Well, it is. And, and and I think that the MSG sphere in general is either going to be one of these things, which is amazing, or it's a total flop, an expensive, like, like it just it just goes wrong and it's just like uh, uh, it just isn't going to work at all and i'm not sure which one it's going to be well let's just hope that they don't get their pricing from awakening at the winner yeah that's probably be a good <laughs> take start the, yeah. take their cue uh, from whatever <laughs> they didn't do mm. of course at the minute nobody even knows if it's going to open on time so um i think it'll be open when the formula one is is kind of there at least um because obviously that's you know, the one to kind of showcase it to the world. There, I thought it was September. Isn't that meant to be September? Well, it's meant to be. It's yeah. meant to be, but whether it, but it's 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 behind at the minute. Well, I'm, I mean, Bono will be there at the ready. He won't wait for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
He'd be like, I've got a schedule here. Uh, as long as he's getting paid, I doubt you'll care, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Anyway, yes, so that's that's the news this week. That's the news. Cool. So the meaty stuff. Let's get into the meaty stuff. I'm, again, you don't know what I'm going to ask you. I've got you, no idea. Um, we had... We had something at home here this week, you and I, an experience. Oh, God. Of... <laughs> I literally legitimately don't know what he's going to come out with next. We were sitting around, well, you were in bed, I was sitting around, and it was about two in the morning and the doorbell went. You remember right. And the entire house was a little bit panicked, as you would expect when the doorbell goes at, like, two in the morning, yeah? Um. Now, obviously, what it wasn't anything to be concerned about. It was it was our nineteen year old daughter getting food <laughs> delivered, right? It's like so, a day in the life of Lindsay and Michael. So it it was all fine, and you know everybody was like a little bit you know alarmed and panicked, and there she was, you know, taking food upstairs like with a little skip and a and, you know happy as I was if it's the most normal thing in the world, and you know, does the grumpy old England? dad's version of me it's like well this isn't acceptable you know this is a, a ridiculous way to live your life and yet when i'm in vegas this is how i live my life you know it's like uh <laughs> it's uh, I, I see it as completely normal and completely you know a reasonable thing to do you know we've all kind of like been walking the strip drunk um looking for something to eat and then taking it up to the room and just you know doing these exact same things so what i was going to ask you is this so is Las Vegas a place or is Las Vegas a state of mind? <laughs> and if it's the latter, what is that state of mind? Oh, God. Is that allowed to even be said on here? Um, is Las Vegas a place or is it a state of mind? Um, I, should, I, should, I, should, I should clarify. Is Las Vegas primarily a place or primarily a state of mind? We know that it's a place. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not... You know, asking whether or not it exists. I'm saying, is it is it mainly a place? Was it mainly a state of mind? When you go there, do you go to a different place mentally more, or do you go to a different place physically more? Um, I think from from my point of view, it's it's completely the state of mind. It's completely mm. the second thing. I, I'm just thinking where the hell you come up with this stuff. Like, I, I literally <laughs> didn't know. He throws this stuff at me and I just, because he's like, oh, you're better when you don't prepare and you just come out with stuff. But then I, he throws this at me and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I have to have a think about that. But no, I mean, this. I think this is the hardest thing when you try to explain why you love Vegas so much. This is always the hardest thing because you can talk about the the restaurants you can talk about the bars you can talk about the kind of casinos you can talk about the shows you can talk about the entertainment um you know you can talk about fremont you can talk about the fountains all the different themed hotels you can talk about each individual element as a specific kind of you know must see you've got you kind of you know you can talk about and there's loads to talk about so you're not short of of anything like that but I always feel like, you know, when people are listening, are they not just thinking, well, you can get that in other places? You know, you're talking yeah. about the food and the drink and people say, oh, well, you know, 
you can go anywhere for that. And then you can talk about the shows. It was like, oh, well, New York's better for that. And you talk about the sites. And again, people thinking, oh, no, well, you can get that, you know, in Australia or you can get that in you. And I think people always compare, like, try and compare like for like in terms of, oh, well, everything that you can say Vegas has got, other places have got as a standalone, as an individual, like loads of, you know, celebrity chef restaurants and all the great bars and, and, and all the entertainment in, in close you know proximity to each other and things like that. But the one thing you just cannot get across to people and for people who've never been before just will not understand it. You can't get across the feel of Vegas, the, the, that, that feeling that, that it gives you, um, and like you say, that state of mind that kind of anything can happen. I think I think that's it's 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 opportunity, it's um it's optimism, it's you know, it's anything can happen here, anything can be life changing, it's complete hope, um, as well as total kind of non judgmental, it's total mm-hmm. freedom. Um, and I mean, yeah, we've talked about you can't get the food and the drink options as much as you used to through the night and things like that. But, you know, that that's one of the smaller things. But really, before that, and still in some places, you can go out at three o'clock in the morning and go get something to eat. And the, the, it doesn't live by any time. It doesn't live by any rules. Um you know, anything's possible, and in, certainly in terms of the gambling, you know, you mean you can, you know, you can have days where you win nothing, and you have days where you, you know, you win a major. And I think just that that feeling of waking up every day in Vegas and not quite knowing where the day is going to take you, and where, and even if you've planned it, I mean, I'm talking about even if you've got a schedule and you plan, you still don't really know where it's going to take you because you don't know how the gambling's going to go, or you don't know who you'll get chatting to at a bar, or you just don't know whether you'll get, you know, you'll be enjoying something and say, oh, I'll stay a bit longer. And then you just don't know. And I think for me, certainly with Vegas, it's very much about when I say that I'm missing Vegas or when I say that I'm, you know, I'm desperate to get back to Vegas or that, I, you know, I'm, I really need to be there. I'm craving Vegas or whatever. It's I'm craving the feeling that I get in Vegas. I'm craving that freedom. I'm craving that um the brain switch off that mental kind of switch that goes in my head when I get to Vegas and and I do not get it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, you know, I have traveled quite a lot in my life and, and there, I do not get that switch anywhere else. It's, Vegas is the only place that I get it. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's, it's very much that. Mm. Because I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I, I kind of see you every day and I see you in Vegas and, you are a different person when you're in Vegas. I don't know if you would say the same about me, but when you're in Vegas, you're a different person to the one you are now here. Because I think when you're here, you're, you're kind of one of these people that you've got quite a kind of, I would say, quite a regimented bedtime. And, you know, you want to be up early in the morning. You want to do this before you can do that. And and you're, in, you're very organized. And, and when you're in Vegas, you're completely different to that. You know, that goes, you leave that at home, to be perfectly honest. And, you know, we've kind of got friends out in, like, Vegas right now who are, you know, running around getting ridiculously drunk at, like, half nine in the morning and, you know, having, you know, five-day benders and all of this. You know, I'm sure, you know, they aren't like that at home, you know? And I'm sure... <laughs> <laughs> if they are, there's a problem there. Yeah, and, and, and they aren't like that, you know, anywhere else either, you know? 
And these are kind of grown-ups, you know, like all kind of, we all seem to revert to this kind of teenage-style mentality in Vegas. And, and I'm not sure that, you know, whereas, you know, you don't really care how much you spend and how much you lose. You don't really care what time you go to bed. You don't care when you get up. You don't even, you don't, you know, meal times don't exist in Vegas, just like you are as a teenager, you know, meal times don't exist for them. Um, so, I mean, is it, is it just this, this, this big word, this, this freedom word that we kind of talk about? Is that what Vegas gives you? more than anything else i think what i think you kind of touched um touched on it there but i think when you're in when when we're in vegas we live by instinct alone like Mm. we're not there's no like you see you don't have to go to breakfast at a certain time you don't have to be anywhere at a certain time unless you've got like a show booked or anything i mean you can literally while hours and hours and hours away doing really nothing you know what i mean you can like you say, you can you can say, oh, we'll we'll go and check out such and such, and before you know it, you know you've you've been in there hours without really knowing what you've been doing, whether it's gambling or just drinking or looking around shops or just taking in the kind of sights and people watching, and you you can kind of just live by instinct, and you don't have to worry about oh, well, you know, the restaurant's only open this certain time and that certain time, or or I've got to get back because I've got to do this at that time. And I know holidays are like that generally, but if you think even, like, say you were going on a summer holiday, like, you know, I've done plenty of them in, in my time, but even that has a bit of a routine. So, like, say you go on an all-inclusive holiday to, you know, I've been, well, wherever. Say you go to Spain or something like that and you're on an all-inclusive holiday or Greece or whatever – like the certain times like your breakfast is between, you know, even if it's between kind of seven and 10, it's still between seven and 10. And then your lunch times are a certain time and, and then your dinner is a certain time. And then the pool closes at a certain time. So you come in then and then you kind of, oh, well, the entertainment on the night starts at a certain time. So you go back out and although you're, although you're living completely free and you can eat when you want and, you know, you don't have to be set by whatever the hotel state you still form a little routine. You get into mm-hmm. a little, this is what I'm doing then, and this is, you know, this is my day, this is how my day goes. I just think in Vegas, one day to the next can look completely and utterly different. Because mm. you don't necessarily, you, know, you, don't, you don't necessarily have days in Vegas, see, you have a trip to Vegas. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's because, you know, everything just kind of seems to merge into each other, and, and you almost don't know what time you're doing anything. And obviously the casinos are all set up, to not allow you to see natural light or clocks or anything like that, um, but you know, I think that uh, I think that's kind of one thing. But the other thing is how we seem to willingly surrender to it and be part of it. You know, I think that you know, uh, and, and that's more suggestive of a state of mind rather than what an actual place does to you. If you know what I mean. You've yeah. got to be open to it, to to that kind of, you know, you know, kind of lack of rules, lack of kind of boundaries, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I, I think you not only have to, you have to be open to it, you have to embrace it, you mm. know? Like, I think to get the full Vegas feeling and to, to do it properly, you have to, you have to embrace it. You know, you can't kind of go and say, oh, yeah, well, that's, I'm, I'm up for that and whatever else, but I think... You're right. I mean, it's not a case of um, I don't go there and, and I'm not like thinking, oh, it's great. This doesn't have any rules when I'm here. Yeah. It's that I'm like, I literally like just 
throw the rule book out the window yeah. and it's and I love it you know yeah. like and I, I don't know if that's part of just always being um you know I've always had quite uh, not important jobs but I've always had I suppose jobs that are quite um you know you're responsible you have quite a lot of responsibility whether that's for other staff or whether it's for budgets or whether it's for um other you know other people or events or um you 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 have to be responsible and you're always kind of you have to be ahead of the game all the time I mean mm-hmm. even just bringing kids up even just being a parent you know the amount of kind of organizing and and, and thinking of head and being responsible that 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 takes out of you on a daily basis of just always being where you need to be and doing what you need to do. And, um, you know, and I, I'm not saying that I'm anything special in that. I think that's, you know, that 90% of the population are, are kind of like that. But to find a place where you can take yourself out of that, and I'm not just meaning physically, but mm. mentally, take yourself out of that space into a I'm not responsible for anything. I'm not responsible for anyone or anything. And I'm not, um, I can, like you said, like you said, the lines are gone, the rules have gone. And it's not just the case of, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm maybe going to stay up a bit later than I normally do. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat at different times. It's not like that. It's, it's literally like live by instinct. It's like, you know, (laughs) it's like a lawless society, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, other than, you know, obviously you don't go around like, you know, breaking the law, but it it is lawless. It's ruleless. And I love it. Like, (laughs) like I love it. Like with, with all my heart, like it's a passion of just, you know, you you just get to do things that you've never get. Even when you're a kid, you know, you, 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 fair enough, you don't have a lot of responsibilities. You still got to be in school at a certain time and you've got to, you know, go to lunch and you've got to go home at a certain time. You, your whole life's kind of mm. regimented um and then you go somewhere like that and it, it, it it's just turned upside down and inside out and it, what what you know as life is completely and utterly different over there it's mm. it's it's a completely different life and i think and i think this is probably the nail on the head you know of you know we've talked before about las vegas being marmite Mm. and you either love it or you hate it and we we have our fair share of people from both we know people who love it as much as we do and get it and just from the minute they arrive the same as we do they just fall in love with it and that's it it's got them and they and they're they're the ones who go back over and over and over again because that's it once it's got you that's it and we know other people who've gone for three nights four nights once in their life and said i've done it now never again Mm. and i think that's one of the things that people who do it once in their life and say never again, it just they just haven't bought into that. It hasn't got them. Mm. It hasn't. It hasn't. It, that that's not their. It's not their thing. And I that's think a lot thing. of that. I think. I think. I think that's kind of the issue. I think that. I think those people maybe visit a place, a physical yeah. place, um, whereas I think that the rest of us we maybe visit a state of mind and. And we kind of want to, so we we experience that state of mind, if you like, that kind of freedom. Um, and and obviously, you you don't get bored with experiencing something good. You get you might get bored with seeing something again, but that feeling, that experience, it's it's not something that you can ever really stop loving. You either love it, and then you'll always love it, or you don't love it. Well, I think it's quite funny, isn't it? Because when we come back now, like people say to us, well, surely you've seen everything now and you've Mm. done everything now. And when we come back, a lot of people say to us, oh, what did you do? 
when you were there. <laughs> you know, like as if we've got a like list, like yeah. oh, we 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 went to see the fountains, we did this, we went to see that, we did, and then people go, oh, so you didn't do it, and. And I'm like, no, I, like you do to me, you know, we've talked about this before, what we did on the first trip, because I had this list of what I wanted to do on the first mm. trip. But it's quite interesting that we've never done any of them again. <laughs> you know, like we've never done, you know, the rides ever again and, you know, the gondola ride and the roller coaster and the Eiffel Tower. We've never done them again because it's like you say, we don't necessarily go for what for the place and what's in the place. Mm. We go for that feeling, that thought, yeah. that state of mind, that... um utopia i suppose um and, and i guess that's... i guess the word is probably escape i think that that maybe we go to vegas to escape real life and the rules I... that kind of govern real life yeah as a grown up i don't know if it's a i don't know if it's an it's not as if i'd hate my life and i need to go there to get a break from it so i think escape is actually i don't know if that's the right word because that would that would mean that you kind of you're running away from something you know what i mean you're kind of escaping out Um, of it i think it's more of a you know like we've said this before you know i mean it's it's maybe going you know religious but it's kind of like you know, when you just you your 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 soul or your brain needs like a like a rest. Mm. Yeah, but when, what does it need a rest from? Is what I'm trying to. Yeah, of, I know what you mean, but to. it's not. I don't think it's necessarily escape. It's more of a like a. You need to warm the soul. You need like a, to refresh it. Like you know, if you if you're on if you're on your laptop and you need to like <laughs> refresh your screen, <laughs> it's it's almost like that. You need that to. To go back to your life again, and you know, and yeah, yeah, but I think that I think that you can. I mean, I think as you kind of get older, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of seeing it with our kids now. The kind of the kind of freedoms that they have, and we're, we're almost seeing um, because we're we're kind of forced into it because we're trying to understand them. Um, you're kind of seeing the world through their eyes, and they're just seeing this kind of sea of possibility, you know, mm-hmm. and they've got no like obligations in life you know they they don't have to work they don't have to have a mortgage you know they, they don't have to pay bills and pay rent um you know they don't necessarily have to be up at a certain time you know they, um, they, they don't have to be a parent they don't have to be responsible for someone they don't have to look after someone um and you know when, when i kind of think about like vegas that's what i feel like when i'm there yeah, I don't have any of those obligations. I don't have any of those responsibilities. I'm not saying that I dislike my life here with the, the obligations. You know, I do. I, I, I absolutely love my life here, you know. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean that you don't want a, a break from them at times. Yeah. No, and then once you have that kind of break, it makes picking them up again a lot easier afterwards. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, but, so that's like kind I say, of what I, I mean. Think, in terms but I of think escape. there's nowhere else like. I mean, and there's nowhere else like Vegas though that can do that mm. for me. Like you know, and I, I've been to lots of places all over the world, but I've never found a place um, that can do that. Yeah, do I don't me? think there's anywhere at all like that. I, 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 I think Vegas is the only one. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, other people might have other ones, but for, for yeah, us, but, yeah. But I mean, I think that. I think that those people might be looking for something different. If yeah. you know what I mean, I think that that they may be not looking for the escape from the, the obligations and and all of this. You know, maybe maybe you know they can't 
you know, they can't even conceive of, of you know, living life you know, in this kind of, you know, do what you want instinctively and, 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 and kind of not have a, a set routine and all of this, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, a great example is my mother, you know, she, she cannot understand for the life of her why we go to Vegas as often as we do. She just, it, it just, she just can't understand it, and she stopped. She's actually stopped trying to at this point. She went once in the late nineteen nineties, and based on that alone, bear in mind that it's changed about four different times since then. She thinks that she's seen everything about. It, she knows everything about it, and there's nothing there for her. Now that, that to me kind of suggests that she doesn't necessarily want that kind of freedom. That kind of, um, you know, that kind of break from having any rules that you have to follow, that like lack of a boundary and and all of this kind of thing. And I think that there must be some, there must be quite a lot of people like that, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, I, I I do feel like you know, like when I'm when I'm in Vegas, I, I feel like I'm a different person to what the person that I am here. Yeah, definitely you are. You know. Um, you know, I still don't dance, but you know, that's, that hasn't been a change. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I am going to dance, it's going to be in Vegas, put it that way. Yeah, it's the best chance we've got. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas you're happy to dance here and in Vegas. You're, oh, I'll just dance anywhere, me. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's just an interesting one. I just, uh, I, I do think that you almost revert to a, a kind of a teenage mindset. In yeah, Vegas. no, I think you do. Um, but when you've got the kind of the kind of you know the resources of middle age, you know, yeah, which is you know, it's, it, it, when you think about it like that, it, it's easy to see how it's like the best of, of, of both worlds converging. Yeah, because you know, talk about the kids because they've got yeah. all of the possibilities, but they don't have any of the money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whereas we've got none of the, the kind of uh, possibilities. Um, and but we do have the, the kind of resources to, to, to kind of do mm. it, but you know, we've got too many responsibilities to just say, Well, stuff it, we're just going to do this. <laughs> Whereas in Vegas, you just can't, you can, you've got the freedom and you've got the resources and you can just do whatever you want, yeah. Because everything in Vegas you're told is wrong, right? You shouldn't drink at half nine in the morning, Vegas doesn't care what time it is, you know. You, yeah. you can do it. You shouldn't get up kind of in the evening and be up all night. You know, you shouldn't actually gamble. You know, everything, you know, you shouldn't eat all of these massive portions of, you know, very bad food for you. You know, it's it, everything like Vegas says, but it's okay here. You know, you yeah. can do it. It's all the things that you want to do, but society tells you you can't do that. And there's no judgment either. Exactly, yeah. In fact, you actually get judged if you don't do it. <laughs> if yeah. you don't embrace it, I think. I think... Uh, I think that's almost the kind of charm of Vegas, you know. It it, it, it kind of seduces you in that way. It does. Mm. Now I just want to go to Vegas, thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you know, it's not long until June, is it? So, Right. I think we should get back to this um, sound. Are you sure? Yeah, I've been trying to think, though, but I just <clears throat> ugh, can't think. I know you can't think. I've said that about you for years. Shush. I've never seen any evidence. Play to... it three times, please, without all of the, the rubbish chatting in between.
I think this is a good one, you know. <sighs> you know, I feel like I know I've said it before, but I'm fe- I'm feeling like it's a bit ultimate fire linky again. Mm-hmm. Now, would you would you repeat <laughs> a noise okay, and try listen, to think? You've got to play the game, not the person. I okay? know, I know, but I'm just I'm trying to think of something where it has I, the clicks I cannot place. It's the launch of whatever. Mm. It's definitely I'm put. It's definitely not dancing drums. You, you're, <laughs> so, you're correct there. You are correct. There. And I don't think it's Little Shop of Horrors because I don't think there's anything that makes the click 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 noise on Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't, I've been trying to think, I don't, is it like a, it's not a Zeus or anything like that? Um, oh, could it be? It's not an all aboard or anything like that. <laughs> um, You're basically just, ran, you know, randomly picking games here. I don't think it's a, I, I, the tick, tick, tick makes us think pinball, but I just don't think the launch is the pinball noise. That's more, it's more ping pongy. Mm. Um, um, you know what? I'm just gonna go ultimate filing because just all I'm thinking is is the ball when the ball launches and it makes that big noise. Is so there a, is, is there a version of ultimate filing you'd like to to offer? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> no, there isn't a specific version. That's no. that's probably for the best because you're completely wrong anyway. Oh man! Um, but yeah, you have mentioned the right one. I knew. Uh, um, but you've mentioned pretty much every game that you've ever played, so you know you're you're kind of bound to that. That recording was actually from Medusa. Oh. Um, but it's the exact same sound for Athena but, and for Zeus and right. for Acronis. It's when you get enough of the first reel, and the tick, tick, tick is where the little arrows come, and then it, and then the second sound is it being pulled down, the first reel, the bonus, and then the third sound is the the bonus expanding onto oh, the kind nah, of screen. I've, I've never heard that. I've never that tick 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 doesn't. Well, this I'll, I'll just play it, play it again and see again. if you can place it. Yeah, it's the last bit. This tick 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 still doesn't get for me, but yeah, yeah the last bit. <laughs> I'm annoyed because I did say Zeus, but like yeah, but you said, I did said mention everything. like to any others. What's your favourite version of that game, by the way? Um, I like the one I win on. Okay, which is that one? So, <laughs> so, so what Lindsay's saying is that she doesn't like any version of that game. Everybody, that's that's uh, that's her answer t- to that one. I think I like the one where you can just randomly trigger the bonus where it just comes through on the game. Yeah, that's that's literally what I've just played for you. Uh, well, I know, but I <laughs> that's all of them. That's literally the the sounds that you've just heard. And now you see, I'm wanting to um. I'm wanting to play Zeus now. I've got mm. like a craving for Zeus. And ah, now that that suggests to me that because you went to Zeus there, I want to play Zeus. That Zeus is your favourite. Uh definitely Zeus. Mm. Sorry, I thought you were meaning which version of Zeus. No, no, I just mean Zeus, Medusa, Athena, uh, or no, Kronos. Zeus. Well, Medusa and Athena were horrible the most. They weren't Athena nice at all. especially was yeah. yeah. And then um, Kronos, he's sometimes nice, but as Zeus is Zeus is the original and the best. <laughs> well, for me, he is anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're going to finish off with a couple of questions. 
So, Matthew Kirk, hi Matthew, has asked, would you consider doing a road trip around surrounding Vegas hotspots? Yes, I think we would. Um, you know, I think that with every trip, we almost get closer to doing that, don't we? Yeah, I think we get asked this quite a lot because, uh, you know, if again, mention Matt Bridger here, but compared to somebody like Matt, who's gone for like so many more years than we have and had so many more trips than we have, um, I think when you've been that much, you, there are things off strip that you want to look at and you think, oh, right, I'm going to, you know, whatever else. I still think we're, you know, babies in terms of Vegas, in terms of, you know, the amount of years we've been going and the amount of times we've been going. And I think we we just don't even feel like we scratch the surface of the strip. Mm. So we, we almost think, why would we go off strip to look for something like a casino and something that we haven't, we don't feel like we've done everything on strip yet, but... I, I do like driving in the States. Um, I definitely think at some point, you like exploring a little bit and seeing seeing other things. So I do think at some point we will do it. I just think it's we're, we're still probably, you know, at least a couple of years mm. away from it. Um, maybe, you know, maybe if we get a lot more trips in before then, then we might go, you know what, let's venture out. Mm. Certainly it's something I would do. Um, but I, I think when I look at other people doing it on vlogs and they're kind of in a different casino, I just kind of think, well, if the strip was just around the corner with the casinos that I absolutely love, well, I don't know why I would benefit from going to that casino. Yeah, <laughs> I, the strip, I, I don't know. But... I completely under, uh, understand your point there. I think that um, it, it, you're right. It's kind of, you know, I don't, I don't like sit at home dreaming and wishing that I was at, you know, a casino somewhere near Vegas, you know, I, yeah. I sit at home wishing I was in a casino in Vegas. So um, I would say that I don't really have a huge amount of interest in it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll do it at, at like some point, but um, I'm not sure I can see that much appeal. Um, I'd love to, to visit places like Rachel around, you know, the little kind of the, like alien little kind of yeah. town. Um, I, I think that, for me, and it, go, go, it comes back to what we said earlier, you know, I think once you get in that Vegas mindset, I almost don't want to leave it to go and visit a few non-Vegasy places around it, you know? Yeah. I kind of, you know, because again, I'm not thinking particularly, you know, in a particularly grown-up kind of way then. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that we might do is, and, and, and we have spoke about this before, is is maybe fly into a San Francisco or something and then do a road trip to get to Vegas where we stop off at these little places on the way. And yeah. then once you're in Vegas, you're just you know, in Vegas mode. Um, I think that might be the way that we end up like doing that. Yeah. it's the, I mean, you know... the nothing's a no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's very much like uh, listen, I'm sure I, it'll happen. I live with Lindsay and I can confirm that there's a lot of things that are a no. <laughs> there are countless, countless things that are a very hard, very straight no. Yes, but that's not when I'm in Vegas. Oh, no, it's, it, they generally apply when we're in Vegas too. <laughs> anyway, Holcaliff. Um, Hi, Aid. Um, hot, with, hot Caliph. Uh, yes, Hot Caliph. Sorry, yeah. I'll give him his correct title. Absolutely. Please um, do. Which band or musician would you most like to see in Vegas? We're on the same page with this one, aren't we? Well, we are because the, we have some people that we both like. 
Um, there's some different ones that we we both don't like, but the ones that we both like that we that we always wanted to see and we have seen now is uh, Brian Adams and Aerosmith. They mm. were two that we both said would be top of that list. Now the other one that we both share that we would love to see um, would be Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Um, just we we like that kind of soft rock type of thing. Um, so we would they uh, we've both seen them previously in the UK and stuff like that. But we would actually love if they ever mm. go back out and tour again. I'd love them to get a residency. I don't know why they don't. But it anyway, feels it feels like the overdue one. In yes, yeah. it really does. The other um, person that I've always loved to see that I've never seen in concert and yet she was my absolute idol when I was younger is Madonna. And, of course, we are going to see her in October this year, so in Vegas. So I cannot wait for that. That's a proper, you know, bucket list kind of, you know, seeing her for the first time and seeing her in Vegas um, is going to be kind Mm. of top of my list. Um, anybody else for you, Michael? Um, Billy Joel, maybe. Yeah, Billy Joel. Billy Joel, as you call him. I call him Billy Joel. I was brought up calling him Billy Joel. Mm. That's I, that's what everybody to me. Mum used to call him Billy Joel. I think you've been done there. Um, really you done. would you not want to see Bruce Springsteen? You're a Springsteen fan, aren't you? Um, I am. Uh, I wouldn't. You know, I've seen him obviously here, um, and I don't think I'd be that. I, I'm not sure whether he's maybe all that suited to. To Vegas, you know the the kind of Heartland Rock kind of thing. I know that there's a lot of. Uh, kind oh God, of, I think he's perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, if he was there and I was there and I was there, I would see him. Um, I think the kind of difference is that if like Bon Jovi announced a world tour, um, I think I would book the Vegas show over a London show or um, any show kind of yeah. near me. A little bit like we've done with a Madonna, really. You know, we could have gone to see her and booked tickets to see her in like London, but with her, it was we thought, no, no, let's just go to Vegas. Do it. I think I'd probably do the same with Bon Jovi. I'm not sure about you. Oh, 100 percent. God, uh, yeah. If so you I think co- if you can combine that and the Vegas yeah. together, it's like you know. So I think that's the was probably the kind of a litmus test on it. And, um, and and Bruce Springsteen would probably fail that for me. I, I wouldn't be really that fussed about where I saw him. Right. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not sure there'd be probably anyone else, like say Billy Joel. Bon no, Jovi, I, I do like the Bublé as well. I have seen uh, him a few times. You went to Dublin to see him. I know you're not that fussed on him. Well, that's because I'm male. You know I, I do mean? I do like him, but he, he just tends to be very expensive, that's all. But I am a bit of a Bublé fan. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm, Madonna is what I'm looking forward to. I'm like massively excited for Madonna. Britney, um, yeah, I know that you like a bit of like Britney. I do like a bit of Britney, yeah. But okay, I'm going to throw a, a, another one at you here, right? A Spice Girls reunion. <gasps> now, this was the other thing that was in the back of my head. <laughs> yes, I'm all right. over this, right? All over it because we went to see the Spice Girls. Hang on a minute. You have to consult me before you reveal that kind of thing about me, please. <laughs> yeah, you brought it's them just, up. It's just, it's just a basic courtesy, you know. So, you... so, so Lindsay went to see them a few years back, <laughs> and Michael was with me, and um, we went to see them at the Stadium of Light. And you know what? Just for a fun retro, sing your head off, drink, dance party um show it was non-stop because i've obviously got that many hits that you just you just it was like being a kid again it was amazing and i loved it and if they did a tour and they came to vegas i'd be all over that 
<laughs> I, I, it's it's going to sound like I'm trying to be all kind of male here, but I, I can't really remember much about it. No, you loved honest. it. You well, absolutely I, loved I, it. I, I guess we'll never know. And no, um, I can. I, yes, this is what I was going to say. I'm not a credible witness again, even though <laughs> I'm here and I'm perfectly legitimately. He loved it. We both said afterwards that we properly loved it. I see, I can't remember. I that. think you just enjoyed me dancing around all night and being fun. I think I think I think in the absence of any credible witnesses, yeah, I, think we'll just, I think we'll just have to, to take that as a kind of a it might have happened, but it probably didn't. We'll and we'll just never know. We'll just put that one down and say, you know, it's a mystery. It's a bit of a mm. like like the drink that, you know, no. vanished. Listen, there was, there was people on YouTube saying they're credible witnesses and they know that you stole my drink. Yeah, but they're, but they're not witnesses at all. They didn't see it. This, listen, it was on a vlog. <laughs> Everybody who saw the vlog is a witness. And may I ask, who puts together the vlog? <laughs> Who edits it? <laughs> Me. Exactly, right, exactly. And you're and you and and you're not a credible witness. I was I'm extremely credible. Oh my goodness. Hmm. Right. Anyway, thank you for the questions. Um I keep them coming as well, please, because we're we just kind of we just list them and then we'll work through them as we can. Um and thank you very much for listening. I don't think have we got anything else, Michael, or do you think are you just happy that you've kind of, you know, insulted me enough for the week? No, no. I think I'll. I think I'll insult you a little bit more this week. But I think. I think it just. We just won't record it. Right. Okay. That's just, okay. That's just personal, is it? Yeah. Just I, between I, me and you. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just a little bit special for you. I don't really want to share it with everybody else. I, I want it to be special for you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. Thanks. You see, I'm, I'm I'm always thinking about you. I'm mm. always thinking about how to make you feel special. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye.